Welcome to another episode of the Best Kept Secret Podcast, aka the podcast about nothing. I am your host, CZ Ray, and as usual, I'm not alone. Today, I'm joined by a special guest, Mars Baby. Welcome to the show. What's up, CZ? Thanks for having me. Yes, how are you doing? I'm good, bro. I'm happy to be here, having a nice Sunday evening. Yeah. Can't complain. And you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm enjoying the new music. Congratulations on a beautiful body of work. Thank you so much. How does it feel to finally have it out in the world? Um, It feels like a release. It feels very... Like there's a weight off my chest. Like I've sort of been in labor for the past year. And I finally like birthed this baby into the world. It's it's quite cathartic. Um, obviously I feel really good about the response that it's been getting. Like people are really liking it. And a lot of people are hitting me up, telling me their favorite songs and all of that. Uh, so that's really dope. Um, yeah, it's, it's a special time. It is. Um... Generally, how was the experience of putting together this project for you? I guess, like, in a word, it was um, long. <laughs> putting it together was very long. Um, I sort of, I definitely wanted to challenge myself with this one and level up my skill set um, as a songwriter, as a producer, and as an engineer. So I kind of knew it was going to be a sort of arduous process. Uh, I learned bass for the album. So like the first month of recording, I was just kind of learning bass and writing songs with bass. I wanted it to feel a lot more organic. So um, yeah, it was a lot more live oriented. The drum samples that I used were more live and there were a lot more live instruments, which was um, quite difficult because I am a producer like before anything else. I've been producing since before I was an artist and I'm used to sort of chopping things and using samples and making things, like bending things to my will. But this way I was kind of trying to force myself to just let the things be as they were. Um, and then also like apply that philosophy to my my songwriting and my vocals and, and you know, be honest and be a, be a bit raw, you know? Yeah. And when you i guess were starting to get into the mindset of okay it's time to now start working on a new body of work did you know exactly the kind of story you wanted to tell for this project or did it sort of just find you as you were creating uh getting further into the process yeah, I think when I start like a body of work, I always have an, a, a vague idea of what I'm trying to say, a vague idea of the story I'm trying to tell. But I also allow space for the actual narrative and the beats of the story to, to come to me as I'm going. So going into this, I had an idea that I wanted it to be honest and like sentimental love songs. You know, um, I wanted it to be about falling in love with someone and then also in the aftermath of that experience, falling in love with yourself. Um, but I didn't know the beats of the story. I didn't know where exactly I was going to draw inspiration from. But it it all kind of came together in the word, like Luna. Like Luna was kind of the personification of the feeling that I was trying to get across. 
and I largely just took that feeling as a cue when I was putting everything together. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely um, there's 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 a clear difference uh, with this project and your previous bodies of work in terms of how you are writing about love and how you are seeing it this time around. Yeah. Whether it's romantic or love of self. With the previous projects, it was it was quite dark, of course, but there was also heaviness in those songs. Um, a lot of heartbreak in those songs. For sure. I think, yeah, with this one, it seems more positive, you know? It seems like yeah as a whole i think so yeah yeah i i think i think that's it really um but also once again there's still undertones of isolation in some of these songs and i guess i don't know if it's just me but i've always felt like your music always carried those undertones even like the more positive and like you know. mm. yeah uh, I think last time I even made the, the comparison of De Niro and Taxi Driver. Yeah, God's Lonely Man. Yeah. I actually, I think about that often because it wasn't an intentional reference or comparison. I mean, obviously I did dress up as Taxi Driver for, for Halloween, but um, it wasn't like self-referential in any way. I just liked that movie. But when you made the comparison, it sort of made me realize that about myself. Um, yeah, I think like, I love loneliness, which is a weird statement to make. Um, and I don't necessarily love being alone or being lonely. I do love being alone, but I don't love being lonely, right? But I think it's it's just like the romanticization of sort of like melancholy ideas and the idea of solitude and the sort of self-discovery you can find when you're in a space like that, if that makes sense. 100%. I am exactly that kind of person. Exactly, yeah for better or for worse you know romanticizing that melancholy feeling absolutely always just finding yourself gravitating towards it uh um and you know i consider myself uh, a film geek and Same. <laughs> you know one of the things that i really love about your music is that sometimes the songs feel like snapshots of yeah movies Absolutely, yeah. How much does film inspire you or how much does it inform the way you create your music? Um, yeah, film, film is probably like one of my biggest influences other than my own personal experiences. Like generally when I write a song, it, I'm drawing from something that happened to me. I'm drawing from an experience that I've like gone through and felt. Um, but the way I present that it always seems to fall into a cinematic mode. Like, I don't know. I, I studied film for a while. I didn't finish, but I, I have a big appreciation for film um, and for the medium. And I'm kind of glad I didn't finish because it allowed me to just enjoy it, you know? Sometimes I feel like with music, I'm so invested in the process and I know so much about the process that I'm constantly analyzing the technical elements of it uh, as a producer and as a songwriter and all of that uh, so I like that I have like a love for film that is almost like untainted by heavy knowledge <laughs> if that makes sense like 
so a lot of the time when I'm struggling with something uh, musical I don't actually draw inspiration from other artists or other songs I, I kind of tap into my other love which is film uh, I put on a movie or something and uh, I kind of try to imagine myself in the shoes of the protagonist or uh, I imagine myself just in that world in the scenery in the the world that they're depicting and I try and translate the feelings that I'm feeling into something like that and it really helps me to to write and conceptualize and and you know create movement over the course of a body of work which is like super important to me storytelling is so important to me can you recall some of the movies that you were watching this past year while you're working on this yeah okay let me think <laughs> the ones that probably influenced it the most Have you have you seen Ex Machina? Ex Machina is a movie yep. about robots. The robots. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Ex Machina was a big influence. I watched that movie a lot. Um just because it's like I think it's really relevant to the time we're living in. Mm-hmm. Uh so basically for for everyone who doesn't know the film, it's uh, a guy gets called to like some remote location in the middle of nowhere where this tech guy is like yo I have a secret project that I want one of my employees to help me test and the secret project is actually he's building AI but the AI is also like coded as a woman and the guy falls in love with the woman who is an AI I won't say any more than that but it's it's sort of like it accurately depicts like the pitfalls of love and also the pitfalls of like lying to yourself <laughs> in a way that's like I think it's very relevant to the average man today being that love is so like intertwined with the internet and technology. So that was a big one. Um let me think if there's another one. Um there's a movie called The Place Beyond the Pines. That's one of my favorite movies. Um and that one that one influenced me a lot towards the tail end of this project and it's going to influence me a lot. moving forward without giving too much away but interesting yeah um but i really love that movie and it's all, that movie is sort of like a modern take on taxi driver if you think about it because it's like a lonely protagonist um but he's trying to find his place in the world in a different way and trying to do right but he he also struggles with like violence and impulsive tendencies you know what i mean the same way robert de niro did in that movie so that was a big one trying to think if I can give you one more um Dune <laughs> Dune was a big one Dune is an interesting one uh incredible uh, movie not really narrative wise just like I enjoyed Dune from a technical point yeah 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 technically it was amazing technically yeah. it's like it's almost perfect It is. It's gorgeous. I think the way I sort of drew from that movie uh, specifically was the performances. I don't know, just the way like everyone was so like kind of rigid and like into their shit and like you know, like just focused on their goals and it, it, I don't know, there was a sort of like uh sincerity in that movie that you don't really see in a lot of movies anymore and I was like, okay, that's that's sort of the kind of style that I want to write in if that makes sense. I know it's like two completely different worlds, but that that's the way that that movie affected me. 
interesting man interesting yeah there's there, there's there's a, a lot that's happening on this project in very interesting ways and one of those is the collaboration yeah this is your most collaborative project to date in By terms far. of you know features and everything else for you as someone who is not only a recording artist but you're also a producer what is the most important part of the process when you are in a collaborative space what pieces need to be in place for you to try and get the best out of not only yourself but your collaborator yeah I think the the most important thing when you're collaborating with someone, especially if it's someone new, is like it's very simple. It's just like the vibe. It, if you feel comfortable with the person, if you feel like the person actually likes what you are trying to do with them, you know what I mean? Like an open line of communication, honesty, um, maybe even a level of friendship forming or something like that. Just the sort of sense that you're both working together towards something, and and you both want this thing to turn out as best as possible and then like I think something that comes naturally from having that vibe aligned is uh, just understanding of, of the intention of the piece of art so I've spoken to all of the features I had Shekinah Rojo, Fila and Lord Kiz on this project um, and we all kind of sat partially because they wanted to know because that's the type of artist they are and then partially because like I'm very invested in the cohesiveness of the narrative, but we all just kind of like sat and spoke about the songs before we worked on them together, you know? Yeah, I mean, those, all of the features, to me, didn't really come as a surprise, and I think for most of your fans, it wasn't really that much of a surprise. When you've, If you've been to your shows, we see, you yeah. know, the kind of artists that you're usually paired with in those, yeah. uh, you know, settings and so for sure i mean just you know right off the gate cares i've said this before i think that you guys are probably my favorite duo in music thank you what do you think it is that makes you guys work so well together i think it's it's the fact that we're good friends i think Kez and I work well together because we genuinely really love each other. We see each other a lot. We know what's going on in each other's lives. Um, and so when Kez hops on the mic and I'm producing for her, I already, from what she starts saying, kind of have an idea of what she's talking about. And I'm a bit more invested in helping her express that because I'm her friend and vice versa. Like when I'm working on a project and I want Kez to be a feature on it, um, or if I'm doing a show and I want Kiz to pull up, uh, Kiz is my friend and she wants me to, to like take it to the top basically. So she also comes through with, with the right energy and, and I think because we both care about each other, we care about our collaborations, you know? I mean, it works every time. Thank you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time. Yeah, I mean, that's just my friend, dude. Like, I think... She's the coolest. <laughs> yeah, and I'm very happy to be her friend. And I, you know, with Kez, like, I was actually a little bit of a fan before I was her friend. Um, and then I just happened to meet her when we were both living in Cape Town. And she turned out to be, like, a really approachable and nice and caring person. 
and so it just felt like a normal and natural extension of us meeting that we would be friends and, and collaborators we never really thought about it sort of like we never reverse engineered the shit to make it like hits or products or whatever it's just like the thing that naturally arises when we're both in a good space and we're in the same room the the i think my favorite song currently is cherry bomb okay with shikaina i've been waiting for this you know for this collaboration to happen i love shikaina i know you also love shikaina i mean we all do um of course yeah the first time i heard this song it in a weird way it put me in a similar emotional state as when i first heard be safe and mm. even flowers yeah but of course you know cherry bomb is it's more positive we're falling in love this time around we are I get- but i get what you're saying it's it's sort of in the same style and like if you want to use film terms it's in the same canon as those songs like it just guess you right in that yeah yeah that's basically it yeah how was it working with shekinah on this one your working with shekinah was actually super chill bro i was very nervous because it's shekinah but um you know we've known each other for a while and we've worked together before um on some of her tracks and some of kez's tracks so we obviously have a relationship and she's like the sweetest person on earth honestly like she's so kind and like supportive of me um and so i sent her the song just you know seeing if she would be interested in hopping on it and she got back to me and she was like yo this is so beautiful and i'm definitely down and i was like shit that's a dream come true okay cool and yeah so she wrote to her we worked on it um just over text and stuff like that but she she came to the studio here and i think yeah we just had one session and we we kind of just worked on the melody a little bit beforehand she likes to figure out her melody before she figures out the words and sort of get the feeling going so we did that for a while um kez was also in and out of that session so that was nice um and yeah she just she laced a really beautiful feature and i was, i just left that session like i can't believe <laughs> this is my life you know what i mean and then when the song dropped i'm like yo i still can't believe this is my life dude It's beautiful. And then she kind of messaged me and I was like, "Yo, I can't believe this is my life." <laughs> she's the best. Yeah, she's great. Um yeah, I think her music it's it's love, you know. I think she's a kind of artist where if you listen to her music, you can tell that this person loves love. Yes. And so for me this was like the perfect song to get her on because Yeah, bro. This is like a love song and it's done so well and it's so sincere um that's exactly what i want i wanted it to be an honest completely sincere just like you know classic traditional love song you know and it's sort of i wanted it to border on the sort of like soft rock singer songwriter vibes and the classic r&b vibes and then when you think of those two vibes and you know you just think <laughs> you think of love you think of shikaina bro you think of like the master of that sort of sentiment and yeah she really delivered on that one yeah this song is going up there as one of my favorite things you've you've done so far bro absolutely beautiful thank you bro i also really love that one it's a, it's also a very sentimental song to me if you listen to like the lyrics and you know some of the production and stuff it's like 
it's some real shit, you know. And to be able to share that with her is is awesome. It's special, man. It's really special. Uh, you know, I think I speak for most most of your fans when I say the Rojo feature is also something that we have been waiting for. Absolutely, yo. People have been waiting for the Rojo feature. Yeah, like we we've been waiting for this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how did this song come about, man? So, uh, "Know Me" is one of was one of the first songs I made for the project. I think it was the second song I made, um, and it was actually a song that I had been working on prior, but like I didn't really know where to place it. So when I was working on it before, uh, I was with Shooter Shooter Coombs. He's one of the producers here at Stalo. If you don't know, um, we were in studio and he was like, "Yeah, I really like the way you approach music, but like I think we can take the core of who you are and put it on some really jiggy shit, you know, and and get people like moving while you're still like in that vibe, you know." And that's something that me on my own I've kind of struggled with because I'm so laid back and stuff, and I'm like, "Yeah, every song can be laid back. It's cool." Um, so he kind of like pushed me into just experimenting and he sort of came up th- with that flow and I wrote around it and then we lost the project file we lost the beat and I was like shit okay well there goes that but um, one day I was in the studio and I was working on something else like a guitar progression and that same sort of melody and song structure came to me so I actually recreated the beat and I used that uh, that hook that we had worked on to just make a song and it, and because I was working on Luna at the time it fit more into the aesthetic of Luna um, and so it became like a full song and then I sent it to Rojo and he was like yeah this is crazy and we've both really been trying to drop a song together forever like we have a lot of songs together um, it's just a matter of the world that each of us is respectively in at the time and whether those songs fit into those worlds um, but we've worked on a lot of songs together, so it's not like a new experience for either him or I to be in the studio with each other working on shit. Like we're very comfortable with each other. So he just pulled up, and we spent quite a while on that song because I wanted like his vo- like if you listen to his feature, it's quite stacked and and complex. There's a lot of different like cadences and stuff. So I just wanted to play around with that because it's the debut of our like collab. So we had quite a long session, and yeah, I think people really liked the end product. I think they were happy with the with the collab. Very jiggy, very 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 different from you know a lot of your other work. Uh, but the thing I like about it is like if you slowed it down, and you just made it a guitar track, it still feels like me. You know what I mean? Like I can sing that song in an acoustic set without the 808s and all of that. So. Yeah, it feels authentic, but it's also mad jiggy. Yeah, you can play around with it in a, in in a live in a live setting. It's yeah. gonna be interesting to see that one live. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, it, if you're talking about you know features on the album, of course, Fila. You know, yeah. um, I don't know, but I feel like this song captures like the overarching feeling of the entire project um i don't know if it's just the way that i'm feeling right now or that's like really what it is no i think you you hit the nail on the head with that one bro 
<laughs> um, yeah, I, so Guide Me was the first song that I made on the project. Um, and it was inspired by like Jeff Buckley and Puma Blue, which are two people that have been influencing me a lot, like especially in the creation of this project, right? Uh, that was the direction I was initially headed for. And I don't think I like recreated their sound, um, but th th a lot of the production, if you listen to theirs and mine, it's like, I think there's, I take quite a few cues from them on this project. Anyway, that was a little tangent, but um, yeah, I made Guide Me and I've also really wanted to work with Fila for a long time. Like I had met her a few times leading up to that session um, but never really had the chance to like make anything with her. But we, I think we were both quite keen. Um, and I'm a huge fan of her. She's like one of my favorite artists, period. Uh, so I reached out to her when I had sort of an idea of where I wanted the song to go. And within, I think it was within like two days, she sent me back like a full thing, like hook, verse, all of that stuff, mad layers. And I, I was just like, yo, okay, that was, that was quick, that was easy. Um, and then, what she did on this on the song actually inspired me to write a little bit more so i put on a little bit more after that i, I wrote another verse and like yeah that one was the the inception of of luna and i think your your, your earlier statement that it's it's what did you say it's like the center of of what i'm trying to say it feels yes. like the centerpiece it's capturing yeah all the different sides of the, the stories yeah, it's, it's a transitional piece while simultaneously being like the main piece for me because, I mean, even if you just look where it's placed, it's like one, two, three songs before it, one, two, three songs after it, it's right there in the middle, it's like the climax. Um, and what I'm trying to fucking, <laughs> I don't know why I saw this, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to fucking like get across in that is like, yo, I love you to whoever I'm talking to, you know? And Fila's, um, the response to that is like equally sort of um, loving and, and just real and intense. Um, and, and that's, you know, that's the, the apex or the climax of that, of that journey that I was trying to take people on, you know? The center is love. Definitely works. It definitely works because um, like you kick off the song and then she comes in for a bit and then she's gone again. And then you come back and then she comes back with like a response later. And so it's like a very, yeah, it's a well-constructed song. The structure is amazing on that. Um, earlier you were talking about just the cherry bomb and how some of those lyrics were, you know, uh, very, very personal for you. I'm curious to find out um, because I think you have a really, really amazing pen. Yeah. What song or lyric or even story on this project was felt the most powerful to you um, to the point where you just felt like it's, I'm going to have to be, you know, I guess not brave to put it out, but just, yeah. you know, have that confidence um to really be vulnerable like that on this do you have a lyric or a song that you feel that way about yeah i would say um free mind was probably the most sort of vulnerable and impactful one for me personally uh i sort of wrote that at the tail end of relationship i just kind of broken up with someone i was seeing um 
and I wrote it. I wrote it in Johannesburg, but the whole time I was just thinking about Cape Town, and it sort of became like this knock-on effect of like I'm speaking about a relationship, but I'm also speaking about myself and and the way I feel um, lonely sometimes, and the way I feel like homesick sometimes, and the way I feel like I've grown, but I've also lost a lot in my life. Um, yeah, and it just kind of came. It's all of that was sort of encapsulated in in the idea of tides and the ocean, because sometimes emotions can feel like waves, and sometimes the waves can get quite heavy and drag you down. Um, and if you're lucky, you'll be able to pull yourself up out of that. Um, but sometimes you just get swept away in it, and that's okay too. So, so the line would be, um, the line was, weight of the tides, pull me down, I'm deep beneath the shore. I know it's been a long time, but I wish you were here with me. Swim in the light of my mind, I've been this way before. I'll be coming up soon if you want to be here for me. Um, so that was, uh, that was just about everything. Like it really, it wasn't about a relationship and it wasn't about loneliness. It was about it, all of it. Like just feeling a little lost and, and like out at sea I guess like in in the waves and all of that shit and um, wanting someone to to be there for you at, at its core I love that man and I think the beauty of that song especially is that it like you said it could be you know about someone else but then you can also you know hold the mirror to to yourself with that you know um i think in your music you've 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 been able to detail uh your your journey with your, like your struggles and you know finding yourself and just like your identity and losing yourself and so with this one some of those lyrics to me it does feel like you're basically you know calling to yourself and saying like when you're ready to come back like i'm here yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, I think you put it a little better than me, actually, when, when you said I'm calling to myself, because a lot of the time when people think I'm writing songs about other people, they may be inspired by other people, but they are about myself. They're about, like, union with the self and, and actualization and, like, finding a part of yourself that you may have lost and, and like, embracing that part of yourself and, like, fucking giving it a hug and just being like, yo, I love you. Like, that's the crux of the feeling that I'm trying to communicate in that song. How do you then deal with like the grief that comes with uh, shedding parts of who you were, especially if you know that, you know, those parts, it's still like, I guess it's still cool or it, it's still fine to, to have them. But for the, for the journey moving forward it's necessary for you to let those parts of yourself go um how are you when it comes to grieving those parts of yourself that no longer serve a purpose in your life it's difficult honestly like there's a reason i'm sort of <laughs> known as a breakup artist like <laughs> because i i make such good like breakup songs and stuff like that it's because i think about the past a lot 
um, and because I have like a lot of sentimentality and I when I care for someone I care for them a lot or when I care for not care for but when I'm interested in something or when I'm wrapped up in something I hold on to it very tight um, it's, I think it's something to do with like having an addictive personality or something like that but uh, it's very difficult for me to realize that I need to let something or someone go and it's even more difficult for me to actually do it um, and I think the main thing that allows me to do it is my craft like music because I can actually zoom out a little bit and say like you know how I was talking about like imagining myself in a movie that I'm watching it's like zooming out and imagining myself in a song which is literally what's happening and then seeing like okay how does this song end how, how would I like this song to end and how do I get there actually in my life like it's very therapeutic for me um, yeah and and then it just it just takes me a while and sometimes it takes discipline because sometimes it's easier to just wallow in the past or worry about what's already done um, and that is my tendency as a person I can be quite melancholic and regretful um, but it's, yeah it's just something I'm trying to work on and that's also why I'm also like trying to highlight the the more enjoyable parts of being in love <laughs> on this project as well yeah and a, an appreciation of that for what it was and um the other thing that you 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 touch on is you know your journey with uh sobriety it's been it's been documented quite well on your uh, in your songs up until now and you know even on this project that we have now um there is a song you know um about that and I'm, I'm i'm curious to find out from you um how different is your creative process now or can you tell me you know how easier or how difficult it is to uh to create in a sober state versus you know when you are not because I, I have no experience with that I've never had a drink in my life so I don't oh. know what that is that's like at all so so you've always been sober I've always been you know so it's not like it's not like I am missing I don't I don't know the feeling so I can't say I miss that feeling of this thing you know um, and so for you from a creative standpoint uh, what is that like to navigate that process I think when I became sober I exponentially became better at what I do because the, it sort of removed the highs and the lows and the intensity of the highs and the lows that I experienced and allowed me to look at things more objectively so when I was you know still drinking and, and taking substances I loved making music like just as much as I love making music now uh, the only problem was the music was really bad and I didn't realize it because I was always high or like drinking um, and when I got sober and stayed sober for a while I kind of reflected back on that and I was like these are some really weird choices and I am somebody who likes making weird choices in my music but like choices that are suited for music and a lot of the time I was just doing like 
weird stuff. So I don't really, I was never really a person who benefited from doing any sort of substances or drinking while I was in a creative process. And I'm really glad that I got that out the way when I did, because um, I think it was holding me back, to be honest, just personally from my perspective. I know a lot of people who like smoking weed, specifically like before they write or record and it helps them. So that's cool. It just didn't work for me at all. Yeah. And um, I, I, I know a few people who are on this journey of, you know, sobriety and things like that. And one of the things that they talk about quite often is finding a routine, you know, getting into some sort of routine, getting, you know, interested and, and upset with something else. Um, for you these days, what does that look like for you? What are you putting a lot of your time into outside of, I guess, music? I would say like my daily routine. I've been trying to live like a normal holistic routine life um, because being a musician, a lot of the time you find things out at the last minute or you kind of end up in a session until 2 a.m. and that's just the nature of the industry so I think if you have like sort of stopping points set up along your day it helps you even if you don't always abide by it it helps you to maintain some sort of semblance of structure because having structure in your life actually is super important for like regulating your emotions and your sleep and your happiness you know it's all feeds into each other um so yeah i try and eat this year i'm really trying to eat because (laughs) i forget to eat constantly like i get so hyper focused on making music or writing or things like that that i really forgot to eat most of my life like (laughs) i'm really catching up on eating uh i started exercising as well so i do that like three days a week for now i've been vaughn has actually been training me um so i'm coming out as a gym bro on your podcast um in the gym getting gains getting buff uh yeah and then a large part of my routine is is practicing my instruments and writing and listening to music and then every night i i pray uh and i kind of just watch things that make me happy instead of like yeah there's no consistency in like the things that i'm like in, in engaging in right now but i'm really trying to just make myself happy um, I think because I deserve to be happy. So yeah, <laughs> that's that's kind of my routine. I mean, it's definitely coming through in the music. Like I said, this is a uh, it's an unusually positive project from yeah. you. You know, <laughs> it's probably the the happiest Mars Baby record. Yeah, well, I guess it's reflective of where you are right now, um, yeah. and you know having spent quite a few years singing about you know like the the dark stuff the cavernous stuff as we call it um now that you're sort of in this uh mind state where you're able to i guess engage in a healthy um relationship um what is that like for you because i was speaking to fencer um, several weeks back about her project and we got to talking about you know vulnerability and allowing yourself to you know receive love from someone else and you know 
the one thing that I believe is that sometimes we are scared to let people in either because we are scared of the damage they will find or the damage they can cause. Um, and so for you, now that you're in this, I guess, healthy state, how has it been trying to, you know, navigate a healthy relationship now? I think um, it's a turbulent thing. It's not, a, it's not like a, it's not a one and done thing. Because, you know, um, I'm in an overall healthier state, but a lot of the time, you know, you have your low points. So you have your, your struggles that you struggle with. Um, so part of that is acceptance of the fact that things are not always, always going to be happy. Things are not always going to be perfect. And I don't think that we should try to always be happy. A lot of people like try and set up their lives so they're always happy. But like, why be happy? You know what I mean? Be happy when you're happy. That doesn't mean that like being happy is a better emotion than being sad. What I'm actually interested in is an acceptance, a total acceptance of the feelings that naturally occur in the present moment. You know what I mean? And so I can be sad. I can be happy. I can be excited. I can be... Um, anxious but I can still be at peace in those feelings and that's what I really want is peace you know what I'm saying so you know in my relationships um, I think an awareness of that and an awareness that none of those feelings are actually preferable to one another like they are all just feelings and they are what they are and they are almost like characters that will enter your life and then they will leave your life and then they will come back and you'll be like, oh, fuck, here's like anger again. And, you know, it's just like get off the roller coaster and just like enjoy the fact that you are alive and, and accept that people are going to trigger you and accept that people are going to have their own agendas and accept that you're going to be sad about your breakup and accept that somebody might hurt your feelings or might actually lie to you or some shit like that because that's like the whole beauty of life. Like we put on this earth to have a story and an existence and like what's a good story without some conflict you know yeah <laughs> i i truly believe that you know no feeling is final but it's good exactly. if you're happy exactly. it'll it'll pass if you're sad it will pass no feeling is final and i think it's just about just being present and surrendering surrendering to that yeah. moment that's the thing i'm trying to do yeah know? um Coming to the end, I earlier on you were mentioning playing bass, learning how to play yeah. bass. Um, yeah. I think everyone that I know who takes their music career seriously is yeah. always a student at all points. Absolutely. So for you, what right now do you feel like you are still learning or putting a lot of effort towards mastering in your craft? either as uh, an actual recording artist or just as a concept. What is that for yeah. you? I think like one big thing for me is simplicity. I'm trying to master simplicity because I've noticed that a lot of the songs that I love are actually quite straightforward and quite simple. And it's not a matter of them saying the most convoluted and exceptional, intelligent thing. It's a matter of them saying the right thing. So. I'm trying to figure out how to say the right thing <laughs> that I want to say in as little words as I can say to make people feel something and then go from there and then apply the way that I naturally make songs 
to that process and just see what happens there. Um, yeah, I'm also just really, I'm enjoying studying songwriting. I was mixing Luna and mastering Luna for quite a while and it was my first mix and master. So I had to spend a lot of time on that. It was just something I wanted to do and I'm glad I did, but I'm really also so stoked to be back in a space where I'm just like writing songs and not really worried about the technical side of things that much. So getting back to that sort of empty mind space where I can just enjoy sitting with my guitar and, and writing a full song. That's, that's what I'm trying to work on right now. That's incredible, man. That's incredible. Um, yeah, I mean, I could talk to you about this for forever, you know, um, really. Uh, and I think the more I listen to it, I'm going to have so many other thoughts. I'll just be messaging you every other day, um, you know, as I find Easter eggs and I make connections. And, you know, that's what I really love about your music. There's just always so much to find in there. Yeah, and there, there is, there are intentional connections in there as well. There's some things that maybe will make more sense even in a few months. So look out for that. I'm excited, man. Um, yeah, I think we can, you know, wrap it up over here. Thank you so much for, for, for being so generous with your time and, you know, agreeing to, to do this with me. Um, I've really been wanting to do this for for a few years now as you know we've talked about this um before and i think i'm happy that we finally aligned um and we're able to have this sit down so thank you so much man i really appreciate your time me too bro thank you for having me it's always an honor you know um yeah you're one of my favorite people to talk to honestly (laughs) um so this has been dope and and thank you for always you know showing love and supporting and taking an interest in what i do because it really means a lot to me i really appreciate that bro and yeah i'm always in your corner as you know always brother always same here bro